Hello to all the questers out there. Welcome and thanks for tuning in to the Creative Questers podcast. My name is Christina. And my name is Stefka. And our topic today is perfectionism. Ooh. So, Christina, do you personally struggle with perfectionism, you would say? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> oh, well, there's just the sigh and the silence, which tells us everything about this. Yes. But I'm there with you. Don't I could worry. go on and on and on about this topic. <laughs> um, and I almost asked if we could delay a little bit because mm -hmm. I hadn't quite finished my research and I wanted to, oh. you know, have some facts ready to go. And then I was like, no, that's the perfectionist. Thing. <laughs> I was about to say that. I'm going to let it go. Is there a meter level with this? A little bit, maybe. <laughs> but you know what? While I was researching for this topic, I was kind of thinking about, do I actually have that problem? I don't see you as a perfectionist. No, really. because what never happens to me is this thought of oh I need this to be perfect mm -hmm. this doesn't happen to me I'm very much a done is better than perfect type of person yes which is good some signs of perfectionism according to some of the websites I found <laughs> <laughs> you cannot start a task until you're sure that you can execute it flawlessly not a problem for me so you procrastinate <laughs> no I don't see you doing that sometimes <laughs> I do you take much longer than others to complete the same task definitely for me I get frustrated. You wrote a story in like 10 minutes yeah, a day. Yeah, but... I do. I get frustrated and bored and which is also not a good thing, but that's a different type of problem, I think. I'm not going to say how many years I've been working on my memoir. <laughs> how many is it? No, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not <laughs> like, I'm curious. Too long. Okay. I keep researching <laughs> and editing. And that is another Another sign of perfectionism is over-editing. Instead of producing new things, you just keep on editing and editing. Mm -hmm. And you can either over-plan or under-plan. There's another, that's kind of contradictory, but, you know, we've seen people that feel like they have to have the perfect plot all laid out before they can start on it and then re redo that and redo that and redo that. So that's one sign of perfectionism and then another like the opposite side of that is you might just wing it and just do it and then be uh, like oh well it's not perfect because if I would have planned better you know that's how that's how I feel but I'm not still not sure that's a perfectionism problem on on my part yeah well I think people can have tendencies mm. without being full-fledged perfectionists that's true I have like the, the procrastination, but more in terms of thinking, oh, this isn't good enough to show to anyone, which might relate back to the inner critic we already talked about. Yes, it's very closely related, I think. Yeah, they kind of connect there. And I'm not a perfectionist. I like, I feel the problem and I suffer with you, trust me. But I'm not a perfectionist. I'm, I'm just not. <laughs> I like to be done with things. I edit and I edit and I edit and rethink my direction a million times mm. and worry about how things might come out or worry about how I, I should have done things differently. Mm. And what ends up happening is I get paralyzed and I feel like I can't continue. I can't go yeah. forward until I know where I'm going <laughs> and until, and that knowing where that goal is has to be perfect. Otherwise I'm just wasting my time. 
And so instead I waste my time mm -hmm. <laughs> in other ways. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, coming from the opposite side of this, I'm wondering, how would you even know? Do you ever finish something and think, yes, this is perfect? No. Right. Never. <laughs> okay. I think I told you about, I had something published recently mm -hmm. and I was excited. It was my first paid piece. Yay. And I wanted to tell everyone all about it. And then it came out. And I go and I read it and I realize they have an older version of the file oh, and what I've, I've edited, oh no. edited since I sent it to them. And then I was like, oh no. Oh, I don't want to show this to anyone. Oh God. I was so happy and proud. And now, uh, no, I can't show anyone because it's not, it's not perfect. And then mm -hmm. I contacted the magazine and I said, look, I'm really sorry. I've got a new edited version. I'd like you to use that instead. And they read it and they said, we'd be happy to do what you like, but we like the old version better. Oh, <laughs> and that was see, horrifying. That's the thing. Because then it was like, oh no, it was better before I did all this editing. Crap. That's kind of my problem with like the editing and over editing. I, I haven't quite found a sweet spot for myself yet where when to stop. You know, I write a lot with like that spark of inspiration like when I say oh my muse has kissed me it's it's just like that which is why I sometimes finish pieces as quickly as, as I did the other day where I wrote that little thing in like 10 minutes I have this idea this spark and I have to write it down immediately which is why conveniently I have now um optimized uh the app placement on my phone to have notion right up there to be able to open it up and there's this specific note which is called brain dump and mm -hmm. I put little pieces into it. Sometimes when I'm lying awake in bed, I have an idea. I'm just going to write this down right now because it's going to be gone by tomorrow. Even though you think you can keep it, it's just, mm -hmm. it's going to be gone. Mm -hmm. And because this is the way I operate with a lot of the shorter pieces I write. To me, it's like, oh, but this was perfect. This was the spark. And if I change it afterwards, I'm not sure if I'm making it better or worse, mm -hmm. which is tricky because there is something to be said about editing and i think it's important hemingway said uh, right drunk edit sober it's kind of like that and it's not like proper drunkenness but it's like being drunk on inspiration if yeah. we want to take the metaphor to me it's like that's where i struggle with perfectionism in a weird way because i'm wondering if I'm not perfectionist enough and you're anti-perfectionist yeah i'm wondering if i'm not perfectionist enough and this is making me understand why you didn't like one of the um, ways to fight perfectionism that I presented. Yes. Yes. I, oh my there, God. I think this there is this perception that being a perfectionist is a good thing. Yes. Yes. Like when, when I would be preparing for an interview and knowing that they were going to ask, you know, what are some of your faults? I would proudly say, I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> Listen, my mind is blown away by this because I'm literally, as you're saying this, realizing, yes, this is true. I actually kind of hate that. I, I really dislike this notion that perfectionism is like the ultimate thing to be because it clearly is it's stressful really and it stressful. clearly doesn't help you finish things for all my faults that one isn't that one isn't me i'm like on the opposite side of this i like to finish the things i start and i like to do it well and i like to be proud of that i've done it well that I, i've been in that position that you mentioned before with that piece you got published that i've sent something out 
And afterwards, I'm like, oh, shit, there's a spelling mistake. And oh, God, I can never talk to this person again. I'm supposed to be able to write properly. And there's a comma <laughs> missing right there. And it's an obvious one. And I've been fretting mm-hmm. about this. But but then on the other hand, I'm also totally the type of person that if someone else will point out to me, there's a comma missing, I'd be like, there's a comma missing. Eh. Totally. Oh, fuck that comma. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck that perfectionist person. No, no. Maybe just, just a little. Maybe just a tiny, tiny bit. Maybe. I don't want to say that it's a bad thing entirely because I feel like all characteristics like this, they do have their positive sides and their negative sides. So fair enough. Fair enough. It's just not me. So I think what I heard you saying, though, was that you, you do, mm. I think we all do, to a certain extent, believe that perfectionism is a good thing, that it's something to strive for. Yes. However, we also know perfect does not exist. True. Oh, yes. Like you were saying, you know, if you can edit and edit and edit, and it doesn't necessarily make it better. And there is no way to measure when Mm. you reach that sweet spot when it actually is done. Done is better than perfect. Yes. And like (laughs) the tastes are so different. Like Mm -hmm. one person will love it and another person will hate it. And I've been talking to you a lot about um, certain people we we know that I really love. I love their writing and I love the way they they present things. And I love the way they put twists into everything. And it's wonderful and great that that person, if if they ever listen to this, they might know that I'm talking about them. But it's like, (laughs) I really adore just their stories. Are you fangirling on us? Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Just a tiny bit. There's like a good few people that I got to read um, stories off with like the projects we've been doing. And I love it. Uh, some people have like such a clever way of using words. And even with, with the stories I read that are not quite, that I feel personally are not super polished and don't hit my taste, my personal subjective tastes perfectly. There's like always a little spark in there. And there's something so clever because everyone has a different way to approach it, of course. And this is leading somewhere completely else. I'm realizing, so yes, side quest unlocked right here. (laughs) But I think what you're trying to say is that even if you were able to somehow magically attain perfection Mm -hmm. in a story or whatever, that is only your idea, perfection. And someone else is going to look at it and they're going to be like, what the hell is this about yeah, an yeah. ocean of trees? That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, no shade. Oh, no. No, I love that story. <laughs> no, fair enough. Yeah. But somebody else could look at it and say that that just doesn't make sense. doesn't resonate with me. Yeah. And that is something that's really important to know is that you can't write for everyone. You can't please everyone. I did a an author interview with Alison Waring, the author of Confessions of a Fairy's Daughter. Mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. And she said something I really liked. Once you start trying to please everyone, your story will suffer. Yes. Yes. And that's exactly the point. And with most books that are like celebrated by groups like and that people fangirl about, there will be other people hating it. Mm-hmm. And weirdly enough, why is Twilight the thing that's in my head? It's, it's one of those books that really polarizes people. Yes. But even objectively, there are kind of bad moments of that like oh, yeah. purely objective like that's not 
a personal opinion that's just the truth but that might also <laughs> just say where i'm standing on this in this whole discussion but every book that is celebrated by millions there's also always people hating it like harry mm-hmm. potter there's people hating on it and there's so many people mm-hmm. loving it and the truth is usually always somewhere in the middle but right if something touches you to such a degree or if a book or a story touches a single person to like such enormous degree that they just celebrate it, then that in itself seems totally worth it, no matter how many people hate it. So maybe that's a thing to remember with perfectionism. Yeah. And also when we think about perfectionism being something to strive for, mm-hmm. research has found that if you are have a really high perfectionist streak that you might be more susceptible to depression, anxiety, Mm. suicidal thoughts, obsessive compulsive disorders, eating disorders, low self-esteem, frustration, procrastination, for sure. One of the big steps that you need to take is just to realize that it's not something to strive for. Yes. And maybe connected with that, it might also be important to note that your worth as a person Mm -hmm. is not connected to how many stories you finish, how good your stories are, how many people think they are good, and how many people think they are bad. Mm -hmm. That's just, that should never be a thing you connect. That's just not true. Another interesting thing that I read about an effect of perfectionism was that often perfectionists will not be as high of achievers as people who are just more willing to get it out there, get it done and go on to the next project Mm -hmm. because perfectionists are going to be like, Oh, I'm not, I can't do that. I, I'm not even going to start, you know? And so you don't, you self limit your success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. When you chase after, when you say, no, I'm not even going to try that because I know I can't do it perfectly. Very true. I'm a firm believer also in this thought that you have to suck first. The first stories you ever finish or like, right, they're going to suck. They're not going to be as good as like the stories of someone who's been doing this for a decade. I keep remembering, uh, I think it's uh, Maggie Stiefvater, who's an author that I'm mispronouncing probably, but she once put this out, I think, on her social medias. And I've been following her for a long time. And she was saying how the book that she was marketing at that point and kind of getting out to people was actually like her fifth or sixth publication like she'd written a lot more books that no one knew about it wasn't her first even though a lot of people thought it was her first published book and that Mm -hmm. just wasn't true at all so I've talked to artists who say that their most popular pieces of art are actually their least favorite ones oh that too should we go ahead and jump into our list yeah I'm totally down for that Christina, take it away. <laughs> As we do, we like lists. Mm. Or one of us does, at least. We love lists. And the other one's coming around. Lists are fine. Lists are great. Wait, <laughs> is it me who's loving it or you who, who's coming around? No, it, it's me who always... I am a list queen. I love lists. Why, okay. what, what's happening? I've always been loving lists. Remember, you didn't... You didn't want to have like the top, oh. like the 10 ways to fight. Oh, oh no, wait, wait. What's happening here is I love lists, but I dislike listicles. Listicles. Sounds like testicles. No wonder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's a complete reason. And I'll take everything back. Lists are great and lists are <laughs> wonderful. And I like lists. 
Let's go. Okay. 10 ways to fight perfectionism. Number one, we've already touched on. You need to accept that perfection is not real. Yes. It's like a fairy tale and it is not something to strive for because it doesn't exist. True that. Number two is um, that done is better than perfect, which we've also been saying before. Just finish the thing. Just make do. Even if you're like, oh, this isn't this isn't great. Just finish it and move on to the next thing. It's fine. Just be done with it. Yeah, I even I had a sign Ooh. that said done is better than perfect. And I great. put it right in my view. That is something that is a really, mm. really good to remember. Yes. If you never get your story out there, no one's going to see it. You're never going to feel like you've accomplished anything. So what if the first three sentences are perfect? If it's still not a story. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you struggle an awful lot with getting stuff out there, start with something small. Start with a drabble. Start with a poem. Start with whatever is easy. Start <laughs> writing quotes and stitching them onto pillows. It's fine. <laughs> that makes me want to skip ahead is going to screw us up if i skip to number five no please go ahead we'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> I'm gonna figure make, this out number five is gonna be number two now okay so no number three because no. i did number two. Oh, right correct okay sorry <laughs> okay number three so number three ties right into that is i find setting ridiculously small goals is so much more motivating mm -hmm. and really helps with that perfectionism because if I can say, I'm just going to write 200 words today, or I want to edit one page, set, set these small goals, then I have a, such a sense of accomplishment than if I were to set a big goal that's just completely overwhelming um, and I just won't even start. And also I find it's not really, I don't know if this really ties into perfectionism, but something that really helps me with doing those small goals is to set myself a timer. Hmm. And I even have this special like ADHD timer that has this cool Ooh. red dial. Oh, now it's going to make a terrible noise when it goes off. Oh, but... no. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this, that's going to go off in a bit and we'll just be like, what's that? Oh, God. I find that making ridiculously small goals mm. can really help fight that perfectionist paralysis. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. Which is a hindrance to your productivity because you procrastinate. It's all these P words. Yes. Yes. All right, moving on to a number four, which is celebrate progress over perfection. Because progress is good. And that's not always about word count or about how many pages or whatever you finished or edited. It's just making a little bit of progress. Writing one sentence, just finishing that one thing. It doesn't even matter if it's any good. Just celebrate that. Celebrate the fact that you showed up and you started writing and you finished that. Mm -hmm. and do that every day if you can because a little bit every day is a lot better than fretting about like something larger one day and doing nothing at all i'm going off the rails again but i'm going to pull up something from number seven. Oh yeah <laughs> i like having a to-da list i have a to-do list and i have a to-da list and so that's okay. i think that ties into your number four mm -hmm. celebrating progress is i can go and i can say okay I I wrote a paragraph today and I will write down the things that I've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. And then that keeps the motivation, keeps the energy and inspiration levels up and encourages more. Number five, this is something I haven't done yet. And this is something that we kind of argued about a little bit 
is to write down the advantages and disadvantages of perfectionism. Mm. This is something that when I was looking, when I was doing my research, I found a website that recommended doing this. This is something I've got on my to-do list for tomorrow or whenever. I'm going to do this soon. But I think if you actually make a list of what perfection actually provides for you, also write what it keeps you from doing, the advantages and disadvantages of perfectionism, I think what you'll find is you'll actually have so many more disadvantages then you have advantages. Mm-hmm. See, and I, that that was the one thing we we mentioned earlier on. That's what I was the thing I wasn't happy with being on the list before, because yes. in my head I had like that little voice that was like, "Oh well, perfectionism makes everything perfect." But that was just me being in a grumpy mood, probably. So I like the idea, and because I like journaling, and I think that is a good way getting just getting things out of your head. And I actually think it's. One of the best things, if you're scared of something or worried, which might apply to perfectionism too, if you're like, I'm terrified of finishing this because this and that, sometimes what helps us write that down and write down exactly what you're terrified of and then take it apart. Why? What, what's actually happening? Is that true? Like, would that actually happen? And you'll find that a lot of times your fear is actually quite boring. So yeah, the unnamed fear that's just mm. laying on you like this heavy cloud yes, is a lot less scary when you write down what it is in words. Yes, absolutely. Very true. Thank you to my friend, John, for helping me understand that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Number six. Oh, yes. The next one is number six, which is get rid of the notion of the perfect writing place, writing time, or writing topic. Those don't exist. And you do not need a specific place that is set up perfectly. And your flat, let me tell you this, doesn't need to be clean up to make you able to write something. That is true. And I know I've fallen into this trap mm-hmm. a lot of times where I just was like procrastinating, actually sitting down and starting writing mm-hmm. in favor of cleaning up my flat. But let yes. me tell you, those dishes in the sink, they won't hinder you. They will not jump out and come at you while you're trying to fix your dialogue. I swear, it has never happened before. And it's in all probability not going to happen in the future. <laughs> Perfectionism often hides itself, disguises itself as procrastination. Yes. So in this specific case, there is no perfect place, there is no perfect time, and there's no perfect topic. Or if anything, the perfect time to start writing is right now. So just do it. Take that. Yes. Yes. So number seven is prioritize. Prioritize what is really important to you. And as we've mentioned earlier, having these small goals is very helpful and very important. If you just tackle what is most important, then mm-hmm. it's not as overwhelming and you're not yeah. as paralyzed by perfectionism. If you are just focusing on what, what is most important and realizing you only have to do these small steps, one piece at a time. And yes. that perfection that you're trying to chase is, it can wait for another day. <laughs> yeah. And that actually connects really closely to the next one which is number eight on our list, I literally just wrote down as practice, practice, practice. Because that is the thing. And we've been hinting at that earlier on, that the first things you finish are probably going to be shit. 
just let them be that way and be okay with that and just write more try again learn while you're writing mm -hmm. and practice your craft it is like any other craft something that just takes time to fully develop and your voice just needs some time to form mm -hmm. and you should give it that space and that time which leads us directly into number nine which is to try free writing so that's something that if you've read the artist's way she would call morning pages, for example, or it's just this concept of writing something just for the sake of writing and just for showing up at the page and writing as if no one else is ever going to read this, not writing for any purpose or intent, but just like, if you don't know what to write, write down, I don't know what to write. Mm -hmm. I just wrote a chapter yesterday when we were in shut up and write last night and I didn't know, mm. I didn't know how to start it and it was making me crazy. And I wanted to find the perfect starting place. And I wrote, I don't know where to start. I want to tell you about the first time I went to Europe, but then I realized that it wasn't actually my first time to Europe at all. It was actually the second time that I wanted to tell you about. And it actually led into mm -hmm. this kind of playful, fun way of starting the chapter. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't exactly free writing because I it turned into something that I kept. Yeah. But if you start with just that feeling of what I'm writing, it doesn't have to stay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And let That's the judgment go. Yeah. Um, something that you would you've talked about is the the zero draft. Mm. Um, I, I actually I love that name for it to call it a zero draft because I like I've been talking often with people about the first draft like the awful first draft that you just have to get out and it just has to be finished and it has to have an end and a beginning and but a first draft already has a lot of the pieces you need for a proper story so there's already a lot of perfectionism that can trip you up there but a zero draft or you can call it a trash draft if that helps you it's literally just to get the idea onto paper you can start with the dialogue, then go with a random bit, which is uh, all like telling, not showing. Like, this is where the character is going to fall off cliff. I don't know how to make that happen yet, but it's going to be <laughs> dramatic as fuck. So just <laughs> write that down and just get, like, if you have an, a story idea, and if you're in, if you're kissed by the muse, as I am sometimes, don't let that go to waste. I've done that too many times. Just sit down and write that down in like the shittiest, trashiest way possible. And you do now have a zero draft, which is amazing because it's going to help you to finish all the other versions of it. And you have something finished. You're just rewriting it at that point. So zero drafts for the win. All right. And our last item. Mm, yes. Number 10 is get excited about your next project be excited in general i hope about the things you write and enjoy <laughs> something if you need some advice or some someone to model your behavior after <laughs> about being excited just talk to stefka oh, oh I, I try I'm, I'm i get excited easily but i also get frustrated easily so i don't know if that's like helpful or what happens with that but I'm all for excitement. I think you should be your own biggest fan, which is hard sometimes, but you should be excited about the stuff you write and the stuff you put out. And you should be a little bit in love with the characters you craft and maybe hate them a little bit too. Emotions are fine. Just give them a big a bit of your backbone and then see what happens. It's fine. It works usually. And 
in this specific case, you should be excited about the next project already. And I know you have them because as a perfectionist, I've learned that perfectionists do this. They have a million drafts. I do this too, by the way, even though I said earlier, I'm not a perfectionist. But if you have like a million drafts and a million ideas and beginnings, as a lot of writers do, get excited about the next one. Be like, okay, we're going to finish this and then we move on to the next big thing and it's going to be amazing. And that's going to help you finish stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would like to close with a quote from Neil Gaiman. Mm -hmm. He said, remember that sooner or later, before it ever reaches perfection, and I would like to make a little aside to remind you that perfection doesn't exist. This is my my aside here. Mm -hmm. But you will have to let it go and move on and start to write the next thing. Perfection is like chasing the horizon. Keep moving. Yes. And that ties in perfectly with our last tip. So hooray. It's like it's almost perfect. <gasps> oh my God. Not really, but that's Not okay. Not really, no. And now I'm thinking of all these things I wanted to say that I didn't get to say, but you know what? We can talk about it later. Yes, it's fine. It's it's great exactly as it is. Good enough. <laughs> I feel like it's fine at this point. We're going to call it good enough. All right. Thank you for joining us on today's Creative Quest. If you have some thoughts you want to add to our musings or just want to say hi, feel free to get in touch with us. You can reach us via Instagram where we are called Creative Questers or simply send us an email at creativequesters at gmail.com.